cost you and your fellow Americans at least $60 billion a year. If you have open eyes, you may see the world as it really is. Listen, do you guys hear that fade, dude? That was a pretty good fade, dude. And now we're live on Drinking Out of Cups podcast. Faded, bro. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here live from the beautiful Rio de Janeiro. (laughs) I keep saying that. It's just the Rio (laughs) Hotel. So, God bless. (laughs) Job bless. Job bless. (laughs) So, uh, I want to say up top, uh, just starting off, if there is a. Different. It's going to be different audio quality. We're not using the pro gear. Yeah, and we got the AC on. Yeah. I mean, that's so quiet. Yeah, with these mics, you'll probably be able to hear. Plus, I'll put a gate on it. Dude, I'll put a gate a little compression, a little gate, a little EQ. You know what I'm saying? Fucking Rhino's got it. Anyway, yeah. So, the audio is going to be a little bit different. Um, and for reference or for, for for video reference if you want to see the video of this since we're all in the same room together this one's actually going to be a video podcast over on our patreon so what up yeah. video patrons uh for everybody else you only get the audio of this even though it is just a normal episode also and guess where the fuck we are guys rio de janeiro we are rio. in south america dude <laughs> Nice. <laughs> no, we're in uh, fucking we in Vegas, dude. Check I gotta it turn out. my game down well, a you, little bit. You would know that if you were part of the Patreon because in the background you could see a giant Ferris wheel. A Ferris wheel? You could see wheel? the Caesars <laughs> Plus. And right over there, we've got Trump Tower. Trump Daddy Tower, dude. No, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, we had a we had an Uber driver last night be like, not my president. Even when he was. <laughs> yeah. Hella funny. Dude, he's Shout my out only, to all the Uber he, drivers we had. Yo, yeah, true. Shout out fucking the Uber drivers, dude, in Vegas. They've been Honestly, crazy. the people, the Uber drivers in Vegas are pretty sick. Like they're all like yeah. very talkative, very like tour tour guidey. They are all professional tour guides. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Anyway, yeah, I'm Raven. By the way, I've got actually sitting to my right. Yo, dude! Literally, the first time we've ever done a video podcast all in the same room together. Crazy. Is it actually? Yeah, we've never done a video podcast we've all in the same room. Well, yeah, not an actual podcast. episode. Yeah, yeah. Because we've done what was the uh what was the video Just podcast we did? Nuts. What's up? Chewing beetle nuts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, we did that. Yeah, we but did that the beetle wasn't like yeah. an actual episode. No. Yeah. And then Doctor Z was filmed, but and then we did um, with the year wrap up. Yeah, we were all but in the, the same room for that. No, we weren't no, in the we same weren't. room for that though. No. No. Doesn't matter. Anyway, fucking dude. Yeah, we in Vegas, dude. We're freaking. We're the Penguin Boys. Kind of tired. Oh yeah, dude. The Penguin Boys. Shout out the Penguin, dude. Yeah, and uh, th- this actually is gonna be really funny for all the the patrons who are watching the video. They'll see. All the mistakes we make, yeah, along the way. Also, check out my shirt, dude. LSD today, dude. Hell yeah! About to pop. I'm about to pop a tab. I've got a Toyota pickup on my shirt. Hell yeah, dude! But it's a band shirt because it says THC instead of Toyota. That's fucking sick. The high curbs. <laughs> That's so band. fucking sick, dude. Right. <laughs> dude stoner, bro. Stoner, bro. fucking stoner, dude. Anyway, today's yeah. drug that we are talking about, uh, it's probably best known by people who are prescribed it or by people who remember sneaking this drug as a kid. <laughs> stealing. St- yeah. Sneaking and stealing. But but it could have been, dude? have these ever, were these, yeah, they're prescribed to like 12. He's really going to leave me hanging. Thank you. I didn't know you were going for a high five. I thought you were going for like a, yeah, that was me. <laughs> it was. And then I was going to try to high five you, but you fucking got me, bro. 
Yeah, so most of the people who are going to know this drug that we're talking about today are either people who have been prescribed it or people who stole them from their parents' as kids or grandparents' as kids uh, as a don't, way to get don't high. Don't do that. And this drug is Carisipradol. 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 <laughs> A.K.A. Soma. <laughs> Som- Soma coma, dude. You guys trying to get into soma coma? Yes, <laughs> that sounds so nice. Dude, right soma now. comas are wild. I'm gonna go to the kava bar today, dude. That's I a would soma be coma. down. That would be down to go to the kava bar, dude. Yeah. What is kava? It's a sedative. We'll it's talk like about a, it. It's like a, I know. I just want to kind of like people. a GABA sedative. You know? Okay. It just calms you down, but it's Hell a yeah. herb. Um, might as Garba? well be alcohol. Yeah, I mean, it might be similar to this soma. Interesting. Yeah, because generic name of carisperdol, right, is soma. Yeah. 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 Right. So Soma, made by the company Wallace, the people who don't know, is the brand name for the prescription muscle relaxer. It is always news to me that people abuse muscle relaxers, but apparently it is quite common. And specifically with Soma, I never knew this. Yes. I've tried muscle relaxers, never had any. See, I've also tried the other muscle. They all do what this one does. Right, right, right. Logically. Right. Yeah. Um, this one has like very particular substantial like sedative effects too. Squeaky couch. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It just made me remember, uh, shouts out our Quaalude episode. Um, cause those are gone, but these are not. Are they not? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure you can still. Get- yeah. They still, I think they still get prescribed, but I think they yeah. just like are not as common. I think like because of how many people were abusing them, they like definitely slowed down on like prescribing it. Yeah. And yeah. I think they just, they, only have it as that drug and not the mixtures that they used to do. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So I read online that carisipradol, it, it said just like barbiturates have been primarily replaced by benzodiazepines due to larger therapeutic windows uh, and having less severe adverse effects and being safer in overdose. Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of it. One of the things that was funny that I saw someone say, which is a great idea, was why can't big pharma just release uh like how mcdonald's does limited releases throughout <laughs> the year just limited quaalude releases yeah that's a it's good like point the, the mcrib seasonal yeah <laughs> every oh. few years you get quaaludes <laughs> also we didn't do a clap for the uh that's fine for the video no we need, we need to no i know no we need to i promise you Back to the Patreon. Back to the <laughs> That's staying in the Patreon. Absolutely. Yeah. Back to the episode. Yeah, no, this is staying. This is all, this is all good content. So, people, yeah, people should be able to see the freaking behind the scenes bloopers. Well, that's what I meant. Is for people who are watching this right now, they get to see all this. Yeah. For the people who are just listening, that get, all that gets cut out. No, nah, we're just going to, they just won't be able to see it, dude. Is Billy Strings texting you? No, it's Riley Springston, dude. Oh. We're talking about. We right, this, is Island, <laughs> this is all Yo, getting cut out. Yo, shout out Riley, Riley Springston. Yeah, shout out Riley Springston. Uh, <laughs> so back to Soma uh, and what we were talking about with my ignorance in this field is actually highlights one of the biggest myths with um, muscle relaxers in general and with this drug. And that's one that I have found perpetuating myself in the past. And that is that muscle relaxers don't get you high now. We have explained at length in the past on the show how the term high is very subjective and can mean very, very different things to many different people. But when referring to Soma, it is absolutely not subjective. It gets you high. I want to get high. Soma high. I thought I read something like only like 37% of the people that take it experience a recreational effect. Right. But we'll talk about why Soma can't just be said as Soma here in a little bit. 
Because there are different types of homos. <laughs> yeah, well, and also it's mostly like recreational use is also mostly not only soma. Right. Like most right, people right, don't right. just take only soma for recreational use. Like it's a, always a mixture of like either opiates or Xanax or alcohol or whatever, yeah. which is all very unsafe. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, as I said, I've taken soma my or not soma. I've taken muscles relaxers myself <laughs> and have had no effects, just a mild relaxation at best. True. I remember being given someone's prescription because I had like tried opiates and I was like, oh, those are fun because I've broken a million and a half bones and just have had opiates a bunch. But uh, someone was like, oh, dude, these muscle relaxers are fire. Mm-hmm. Gave me some and I ate like three or four of them of what they said, like they take half and it gets them fucked up. And I felt nothing. Worst wow. thing I've had from muscle relaxers is methocarbamol shit hmm. was two times, both times sleep paralysis, like heavy, like scary. And it lasted long. Right. Well, I don't want to say I felt nothing because you do feel relaxed. You do yes. feel like you do feel the muscle relaxation. You, you shouldn't drive. No. Why not? At night at least. Because, because, dude, your arms might fall asleep. You get yeah. all tired. Because my arms wide open. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because I like, ran into a telephone pole. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean by like we've talked about it before. But being high is very subjective. So, like, yeah. what does it mean to be high to somebody? Right. Yeah. yeah. Some people is just shoving a crystal up their butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the dopamine rush, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, even like last night, I was thirty like six hours no sleep, close to. Oh, oh, that's funny. I I thought. Uh, yeah, that is really yeah. funny. <laughs> Shut the fuck yeah. up. I, uh, these two guys in the elevator, when I was on my way back up, they were like talking about to each other. They were like, oh yeah, on like some like, can't believe we made it. They said something like on our second wind and Ryan and I kept talking about being on like our third and fourth wind or whatever. Yeah. And it's funny because they said second wind and then I was like, all right, how many hours? And they were like going on about 36. And I was uh, like, dude, yeah. same. And then the door closed and I was like, this is funny as shit. That's so wow. funny. Wow, you met some other fellow psychos. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, psycho nuts. they were probably using cocaine. I do cocaine! Probably. Vegas. I used a lot of coffee. Yeah, so same, I don't want to make it sound like this is just a drug that kids use or abuse because uh, according to a national, uh, the national survey on drug use and health, 2,276,000 U.S. residents 12 and up reported to have used Soma non-medically at least once in their lifetime. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and w- if we know anything about statistics, this is probably a very low number because did you take the survey? No. Exactly. I didn't even know there was a survey. No, that's what no I'm one saying. even asked me to do the survey. No dude. one this asked you. fucked up, dude. So we can add, so that's 2,276,001. Yeah. At least. I count, I think, at least more than one or more. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that Denny's fucking... <laughs> one that Denny's half. gave me a baby last night, dude. Did it? <laughs> Denny gave you a baby? Yeah, dude. I, woke, I walked in and I was like, what the fuck is up, Denny's? And then I got fucking fucked. Hell yeah. Sad I missed <laughs> out on the They day. impregnated me at Denny's, dude. <laughs> dude. Make a shirt that's like, I got impregnated at Denny's. <laughs> I think yeah, you I can just, get married at a Denny's here. Really? Probably. Damn, you guys should get married at the Denny's. I think you can get married <laughs> anywhere in Vegas. Wait, did yeah. you guys see a ghost walk in front of the camera? <laughs> there's a yeah. uh, there's a rock and roll chapel in our hotel. Dude, that's yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. fucking sick. I forgot about that. Yeah, the fucking the kiss. Uh, there's also a kiss museum in our hotel. Yeah, this isn't gonna age well. Cause what if this whole hotel closes down? 
I guess it will age well then. Dude, this hotel will be famous because of us, True. dude. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Soma. It's really hard to have like a, a topic when we're like on vacation. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> People typically take Soma orally, oftentimes in combination with other drugs like Vicodin or alcohol. And as Ryan said, probably most of the time, if you're going to be abusing this as like a drug, most people mix Soma. Yep. That being said, there are not just one type of Soma pills. For instance, there is one prescription called Soma CC Wallace, which is carisipidol mixed with codeine and aspirin, which is prescribed to treat short-term muscle pain and discomfort. We should mention how much uh, it's 325 milligrams of aspirin. 325 milligrams of aspirin, 200 milligrams of carisipidol, and 16 milligrams of codeine. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> I apologize. I'm going to retire from the podcast, guys. Literally, my next. I'm note. not looking at your notes, dude. My bad. Good. Don't look at my notes. Dude, I'll fucking look at your notes right now, dude. Yeah. So typically, when stuff, <laughs> when, when these pills are prescribed, especially the ones with uh, coding, these aren't long term pills that, and they're typically used for physical therapy. Right. Well, in combination with hmm. physical therapy. Yeah. Usually for like muscle spasms and that type of stuff. But yeah, I think that's good time to talk about oh the science yeah the science science well science i guess so. one of the things science. about it that's interesting is it's um it seems like it has a little bit of like a benzodiazepine type of effect as I well as a barbiturate effect. it's hard for me to say though because like i've never taken it by itself so i can't really well say. okay get learned then the exact mechanism of action of carisipidol. Nice, you did a good job with that. Uh, in relieving discomfort associated with acute painful musculoskeletal conditions has not been clearly identified. So that's the interesting thing about it. In rats, it does have like an actual benzodiazepine effect, but in humans, it's still not necessarily um, for sure. But the interesting thing about it is that it metabolizes into meb. Probamate. Forget how to say that. Meprobamate? Uh, Meprobamate. Have you heard of it? No. Oh. I guess it was popular back in the day. People used to abuse it. Hmm. Um, um, but anyway, it's this is the primary metabolite. And it's believed to work at the GABA receptors similar to benzos. Okay. Um, and be responsible essentially for carisipidol's therapeutic effect as well as its abuse potential. So it's actually the metabolite, this meprobamate my whatever stuff that is um, likely the like getting high part oh. and also the other thing. So in a way you could think of carisipidol as more of like a pro drug mm, to a drug okay. that your liver made. Right. Interesting. Uh, um, so meprabamate. Yeah, I like that. It's <laughs> a benzodiazepine type anxiolytic that also has sedative properties. Um, the belief is that carisipidol elicits barbiturate-like effects. Uh, carisipidol after oral ingestion has a quick onset of action uh, with the time to maximum plasma concentration being approximately 1.5 to 1.7 hours for the 250 milligram strength and for the 350 milligram strength as well. Hmm. Uh, um, you said 1.7 hours for uh, for what? For maximum plasma concentration, so you know your blood... You know how you have okay. the other layer of plasma? Yeah. It's one way that they detect like how much drug you have in you. Oh, I see. So you're not saying the duration of the drug is that long? No. Okay. 
Cool. Um, oh, I yeah, it's got a quick onset of action, so it you know takes about one and a half to one point seven hours for the maximum amount of it to get in your blood, essentially plasma. I hate that video games have always used like the word plasma, especially Halo mm. with the plasma grenades. Yeah, they're, like the, the blue glowing, yeah. glowing grenades that you throw and the yeah. plasma rifles and shit. Yeah, because it's like I just envision that stuff in my blood, and I'm like, I am God. <laughs> dude, honestly, I'm going to explode one the day. The plasma I mean, rifles and the plasma grenades, fire, dude. But maybe that's why they are plasma. Is that that they're made from like alien plasma? Oh, that's a good point. And that's what makes about that. Oh, early. shit. I'll have to look into the lore. That'd be cool. Dude, as fuck, that's actually. cool. All right. So, um, the elimination half-life for Kerociprodol is 1.7 to 2 hours, uh, whereas the half-life for the metabamate metabolite is approximately 10 hours. Mm. So, yeah. Kind of interesting that really, like, it doesn't seem that the Kerociprodol has its own effects, really. It's more or less the metabolite that does metabolite. Huh. I was reading that that's why it's not that often prescribed, and a lot of countries I don't even think allow it. And like, I th- I think that yeah, something like something along those lines is because it's not fully understood. Right. That's what I was researching as well. Yeah. Is that like in general, just like the it just works, but like it's still not understood fully why it works like so well as a muscle relaxer. Yeah, but also I didn't look super hard in the science. Yeah, weirdly enough, too, the, given the like significantly prolonged half life of the metabamate, the ten hour thing, you know, compared mm-hmm. to two, um, there is a risk of metabamate uh, bioaccumulation following extended periods of caraciprodol administration. So it's kind of like it'd be building up in your system over time. That's probably why it's also still could, like a short term treatment, you know. Not something that you get prescribed daily forever. Right. Yeah. Because point. then, I mean, if this metabamate stuff has barbiturate like effects and acts on GABA receptors and just starts to accumulate like that, to me, that starts to get me worried about seizures when you stop cold turkey. Oh, that's a good point, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff I read is that like they recommend not stopping cold turkey for this yeah Which i wouldn't one? yeah yeah i get kind of worried with, with any GABA, GABA exactly even sleepy time tea <laughs> well <laughs> no i'm just kidding because that's such a are... small amount yeah. of GABA yeah released but or not yeah uh it is interesting even with like fenibut and shit like all these GABA drugs they all feel very similar in a way but very different but all have like this weirdly addictive aspect to them also i wonder if there's any fenibut here maybe I'm going to look it up. Probably in corner stores. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. Oh, or a health food store. Yes. Oh, that's exactly point. where you'd find it. Yeah. Like a nootropics type of store. Right. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Is that like the, the new Flint, Michigan tropics? Yeah. New tropics? Sure. Yeah. Have you guys, have you guys seen Semi-Pro? No. No. You guys have never seen Semi-Pro. I think probably once when I was stoned and I forgot all of it. Dude, that movie like normal with those, that movie those, is one of movies. the best movies ever made. Ew, what? Is it Will Ferrell? Yeah. How could Will Ferrell be in one of the best movies ever made? Dude, I'm gonna fight you right, right now. We're going back to science. Dude, have you not seen <laughs> Step Brothers? I no. hate that movie, dude. dude. Oh. I've never seen it. I literally hate it. What's I think it about? it's so stupid. Is it? Wait. Oh, I saw this. It was on the Hub. Yeah. It was like I'm stuck in the washing machine, Step Brother. Yeah. I or no. But it was like they were two stepbrothers. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen stepbrothers then. Cool. And what do you think? I 
I don't know. It's a lot of anal. It made me confused. How long did it take? For me or them? Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, how long did it take? Did for it, it, all right, back to the... Did it move? <laughs> it moved. It moved, Jerry. <laughs> I think it moved. <laughs> I fucking... That's what got me like into Seinfeld was that episode. <laughs> <laughs> the misuse. Oh, yeah. uh, man. I hope no one sees my dick. <laughs> I don't think they could I if they wanted to. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I oh, saw wait. it. Yeah. Wait, did your dick oh. just pop out? I didn't know you... I didn't know you got circumcised recently. What? So that's how I saw it. <laughs> you just saw it last night, dude. I was just kidding. Good. I'm I glad. Didn't see dude, it. it's, it's Tinas at the moment. <laughs> I, I, I realized the GoPro dude. might have been able to see it. Yeah, the GoPro is kind of just shot right down the alley. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's funny because like usually when you wake up, you got morning wood, but I'd say like two hours after you wake up, fucking it's Tinas Central, dude. <laughs> I don't get morning wood okay. anymore, man. Are you I'm serious? a fucking uh, I'm a man. I'm an adult. You're like a 50 year old man. Yeah. Bro, I don't ever. I literally haven't had morning wood in like I get hard time. for my wife I, three de- three nights a week. I almost always wake up with morning wood. That's cool. That, morning, that is that, not what this podcast. We're not talking that, about boners on here. I mean, you we just, could though. It's no, good. he still has like normal testosterone just flowing through his body. I get boners in the morning, or it just means you're horned uh, up all the time. This is um great. We can cut it out. No. no. <laughs> all right. I want this the world a- to know that I get boners in the morning. This podcast isn't broy at all. Shit. We're going to have people knocking on the door in any minute. Dude. <laughs> what, if we, what if someone did knock right then? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to talk about Carisipradol again. It's a race mixture, uh, only slightly soluble, slightly soluble in water, but freely the- soluble in Sorry. alcohol. It's a rate. You said it's a race mixture. Race mix mixture, mm-hmm. yeah. So carisipradol is a race mix mixture of some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Just isomers of it, probably. Huh. Interesting. Kind of like ketamine, right? And like, uh, well, I guess Adderall oh, is ketamine. a race mix mixture of two different chemicals, though, not different isomers, right? No, there's different isomers. Oh, so that's all it is. It's isomers of amphetamine. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I didn't it know sounds that. different, dextroamphetamine, but really that that's just relating to the isomer of amphetamine. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Levo amphetamine. Oh. oh. yeah. Esketamine. Esketamine. And then the funniest one is R ketamine, because it's, it's spelled like A R. Oh. So it's like yeah. R. You're a pirate. <laughs> R. I'm fucking in a K hole. <laughs> yep. Um. So dependence, withdrawal, and carisipradol misuse have been reported with prolonged use, uh, especially in patients with a history of addiction. Or when used in combination with other drugs with misuse potential. Which makes sense. We talked about how people do it with alcohol and benzos and opiates and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, significant hypotension can also occur with carisipradol overdose and is usually treated with supportive care and possibly dialysis. Hmm. You would need dialysis? Mm -hmm. I think I even read uh, activated charcoal sometimes too when they they pump your stomach. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Significant hypotension is nuts. Yeah. We have a nurse in the room. We can Exactly. Ask. I mean, that's how you die. Hey, nurse. What is what, what, what would you do in the hospital if someone was dealing with significant hypotension? The dialysis is to get it out of their fucking shit. Ew, yeah. hey, hold on. Dialysis would be more to protect your kidneys because your body's not processing out, you know, 
whatever you ingested. Yeah, and it's like a buildup of toxins in your body. So that's what dialysis is. It like takes your blood out and like cleans it out basically, and then puts it back in you. So that's for significant hypotension. No, 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 no. If if it was from ingesting something, you would do the dialysis to get that out. To get yeah, I think it's just to get rid of it so it stops fucking working in the body. Yeah. Yeah, to protect your kidneys. Or they would do the charcoal or Because your, your kidneys usually filter yeah. out all of the toxins. But I think it's just one of the supportive care things that they used for this because they also said stuff like activated charcoal and pumping your stomach. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of it is to just get it out so it stops working. Yeah. Hypotension is usually treated with, depending on what the hypotension is from, it could be treated with fluids, like IV fluids, because... To build up like a the amount of like basically fluids in your body, um, and then it could also be treated with vasopressors or some sort of other medication that makes your heart pump a little faster. Cocaine. Yeah, just give them cocaine. <laughs> That's how they treat them. Do can do you actually fight hypotension with things that cause hypertension? So if you give them caffeine yes. pills, no, Excedrin? no, that's for a headache. Well, yeah, but it has caffeine in it. That would not increase your blood pressure. Why? Not enough. Because yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't be like a significant change in blood pressure. Well, I okay. Think, so I, I honestly these, think a shot of cocaine would be great. I've heard of these things called speedballs. It's to even it out because you get hypotension exactly what it is. from the heroin, hypertension from the coke. You shoot at you shoot it up. Yeah, and oh. you're chilling. You, you it actually out. like legitimately saves people. It sobers that you. That was up. the first Narcan. Those are just sober shots. No. <laughs> when, when you treat hypotension, you do run into the risk of hypertension, just the same as when you treat hypertension, you run the risk of hypotension. That's why there's usually parameters on medications so that you don't give too much. Yeah. And obviously, medications based on body weight. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting because when they tried to tell me I needed to get on high blood pressure medication and it said I couldn't drink, and it was when I was an alcoholic, and I was like, I'm not going to do that. You're like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Well, thank but you, was, uh, you nurse, for the, the the medical advice. J to the, Can we call J her? J to the OR. It's, <laughs> no, it's Nurse Ratchet. What? That is it that like an old? Oh, no, that's, that's from, uh, yeah, what is that movie that uh, Ken Kesey, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. yeah, dude, Nurse Ratchet was a fucking bitch. Thanks, dude, so Nurse you're Ratchet. Saying fucking, <laughs> are you saying fucking J to the OR is a uh, Mr. Ratchet? Yes. Saying, nurse Ratchet. That's fucked up, dude. That's like the first name of a nurse that came into my head. Yeah, I'll bleep it. Yeah, and you kept saying her name, so I was like, we should say something. Pseudonym. She wants to make it clear that she's not a doctor <laughs> and that that wasn't real medical advice. She's also not a nurse. She. <laughs> she's not a nurse. She just plays one on TV. <laughs> Guess who's calling me right now, dude? Yeah. Producer. Wow, that's sick. Should, we, should I answer? No. Why not? <laughs> this is going off the rails. Dude, should I? He's our producer. We should okay, answer. Okay, we can answer this, but this part only stays on Patreon. Okay, so. I know, I've been trying to figure out this entire back time. In the science. Um, where was I? It is recommended that carisipradol not be used for more than two to three weeks to relieve the acute musculoskeletal discomfort. We pretty much mentioned that. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's a short term treatment drug. Right. Um, in addition to the potential for somnolence, uh, a normal prescribed dosage of carisipradol may result in short-lived, mild to moderate euphoria or dysphoria, which is kind of interesting. You either like it or you don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Well, that's like I said, I swear it's like 37% of people actually find it like recreational and then the other people mm-hmm. don't. It's kind of um, like, it's like, never mind. All right. Uh, <laughs> you scatting. He's been hearing too much jazz in your car. <laughs> Yo, shout out Miles Davis. Um, and essentially, essentially that was due to carisipidol's potent anxiolytic effects. Uh, carisipidol more so than metrapamate may be responsible for the euphoria, which is weird. Um, tolerance to the side effects of carisipidol can develop and lessen over time, which makes sense. Uh, with prolonged usage, carisipidol and metrapamate can produce physical dependence of the barbiturate type uh, oh, okay. and withdrawal symptoms similar to those of alcohol withdrawal. Ooh, big sad. Yeah, big scary. So like benzodiazepines, potential psychological dependence can result in withdrawal symptoms that persist for significantly longer periods, uh, lasting months or even years. These symptoms may include, as many people may know, anxiety, and depression, long-term memory loss, <laughs> chronic insomnia, social Wait, withdrawal. You did in between that one. Uh, yeah, I can't. You Agitation can't and aggre- aggregation. <laughs> Agriculture. Agri- aggression, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Agricultural you might aggression. Become a farmer. <laughs> yep. If you do someone too much, you might become a farmer. <laughs> um, yeah, and just other stuff, other potential symptoms. Mm. Um, all the bad ones. All the scary stuff, right? You can die if you cold turkey it. Really? Probably. If well, it has they related okay. to so this barbiturates like, and alcohol. Well, but not directly, right? So I, that's what I was going to ask too, is because we have the golden triangle of stuff you don't cold turkey. That's alcohol, right. barbiturates, benzodiazepines. Right. But this seems like it has a lot of the same effects, but not as gnarly. So I wonder if it's just not as gnarly enough to not kill you. Actually, you're right. Because at the beginning of what I was saying, it said psychological dependence. Oh, I see. Yeah, true. But it probably does have really bad physical withdrawal symptoms. Probably. I don't know. Probably not that crazy. I mean, one of the gnarliest things about the withdrawal of benzos is that it's most of the psychological stuff is incredible anxiety and depression and like not mood swings at all, but like full-blown wanting to kill yourself. Yeah. Suicidal thoughts. And then the seizure stuff, you don't know when that's going to happen. Well, see, it's that's just what I meant fucking with out of nowhere. Is it could mm. be like seizure kind of withdrawal yeah. symptoms. Um, yeah, I, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. It had to do with... Oh, well, some of these are also mixed with opiates. So keep that in mind. If you're prescribed yeah. these, that you're also getting on opiates. Yes. And those have significant withdrawals, both physical and mental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, in the sense of the severity, the severity of symptoms appears to be magnified in patients with a history of substance misuse and patients concomitantly on other drugs with sedatives or benzos or opiate-like effects. So the combination of carisipidol with opioids and benzos has been referred to as the holy trinity, reportedly to increase the power of the high. Uh, since carisipidol itself likely acts at the barbiturate site, a carisipidol overdose itself is not directly reversible with flumazenil, a GABA-A receptor antagonist. Uh, however, the primary metabolite mefrabamate, similar to benzos, does work on the GABA-A receptor. And therefore, later in the course of an overdose, when there's potentially a significant amount of metabamate, this flumazenil uh, can help reverse the effects of an overdose. Supportive care, including possibly, like I mentioned earlier, charcoal, Gastric lavage. I think I said that right. Sounds right. Gastric lavage. Right. Um, the mirage and... is over there. <laughs> no, you're just seeing that. 
Oh, it is probably just swamp it's gas. A, it's a little Do you guys remember out. gavaging? No. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about that. Yeah, we used to say that all the time because of the fucking gavage. I used to say savage, but it's gavage. Uh, what is it again? Explain. I forget. <laughs> I feel bad, but it's when you're orally dosing a mouse and you shove a fucking tube oh, all the way down their esophagus right. to their stomach and you sometimes you kill them. Big said. What the fuck? Yeah, we used to say that when we it's play fucking... Most, uh, like, it's one of the most controversial ways of dosing them because... Well, the thing is, is you have to, with certain things, you have to make sure they're actually getting it and they yeah. don't just spit it up or something. True. And so you literally stick a tube with this little like thing at the end. It's like a weird bent syringe metal thing, you know, and you stick it down their esophagus. You have to be really careful. You have to get them very calm first in your hand. And then, I mean, you are like holding them all weird, you know, and then you shove it down and then uh, sometimes you pop the esophagus and you inject into their body and they die. Damn, dude, they just choke. Big sad. That's a horrible way to die. Yeah. but I don't remember this gavage thing coming from that. Really? No. Yeah, we yeah, used to say it all I, the time. I the first time, like playing video games. I, I yeah. said it once, talking about working on it, and then you guys. Well, because I would always say savage, and then sometimes I would say savage, yeah, like, and then you were like gavage, and then we started saying gavage all the time. Oh, gotcha. So well, fucking funny. When you were drinking. Oh yeah, I'll yeah. remember it in like a year. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that's the way it's been going. That's so funny. Um, so several case reports indicate that in overdose situations, there is direct cardiac toxicity. Interestingly, um, due to limited redistribution, maximum concentrations of carisipidol appear in cardiac tissue. So, seems like it could be kind of bad for your heart. But other than that, most of the stuff that I read looks like it is. Uh, more of a psychological thing, mm. like dependence-wise, withdrawal effects-wise. Um, so that's probably why it's not considered as dangerous as something like a straight benzo, straight barbiturate. Um, but we gotta the- get our hands on some barbiturates. Yeah, no, I know. No, what? It's what killed Michael Jackson. Yeah, so, so it was probably fucking fun. He also deserved yeah. it because he was a fucking pedophile. Yeah, that was proven also incorrect. That-, huh? that was proven incorrect. Sure, no, okay. it was. I don't know. I'm actually I'm not actually you, certain. I'm just fucking <laughs> exactly, dude. I don't fucking give. I know some shit. people said they watched Finding Neverland and found that it was like it was super sus, but I don't know if he was actually like. Well, I yeah, I kids. don't like sus. Like if you're gonna be like weirdly uh, pedophilic, even in even if he didn't do anything, he was weirdly pedophilic. I'm sorry, yeah, but I liked him. I'm obviously and I liked his attitude and behavior when he was brown. Yeah. Yeah. Before, yeah, before, before he, he started to like talk weird and l- just fucking fucked up lo- his nose. He looked literally scary. Yeah, to me. So I'm like, I don't remember that was it wasn't that like a uh, like skin a condition. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but he had the choice and he chose to go all white. Wait, he did. I believe so. Because well, yeah. if you see, there are pictures early on of like you see his face is all white, but then the skin around his face, like on the side of his head, is like brown and stuff. Yeah, because it's that same type of I forget what it's called, but I don't remember when it's. You know, some people have it like um, very patchy throughout their whole body. Mm. Anyway, I fucking I just want to say fucking I'm not supporting Michael Jackson. No, I'm, and I'm Ventiligo. also not being fully mm. serious at all because I don't. No, I wasn't there. Yeah, all I know Michael is that- Jackson's loss of dark complexion is mostly attributed to a genetic skin co- condition called ventiligo, hmm. Hmm. which causes patches of your skin to turn white. Big sad dude. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he had something done to get it. You think he was bleaching to go away? Like essentially, yeah. Mm. Because I've I've met people that have that that are like 
that were in their forties, and they just have the patchiness like all around. They're just, I they're always just brown I, and white. I always forget how scary Michael Jackson looked, yeah. dude. And then I look up a picture, and it's like fucking nightmare fuel. Yes. <laughs> He looks bad. like Rachel Ray, dude. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> kidding. All right, I'm trying so, to picture Rachel Ray, but I can't. Crazy fact. Well, you just saw her, dude. Well, yeah, what was... are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> um, so in Indonesia in 2017, uh, in the month of September, close to 100 people actually suffered seizures with at least one fatality when fatality. PCC, <laughs> the paracetamol caffeine carisiprodol, uh, drug um, was mixed into students' drinks. Whoa, where was this? Hundred Caesars, man. Where in was Indonesia? This? Whoa, why were they mixing into their drinks? I don't fucking know. Probably for fun. Uh, yeah, probably to get. No, it sounds like they got drugged, but like a lot of people, I always have that fear, especially in Vegas. Well, I mean, I'm not drinking anymore, but before when they're bringing you those drinks to your table while you're playing craps and shit. And like, if you're winning, what's stopping them from just throwing a little sedative in there? Yeah, true. Just to get you off the table. Yeah, it's a really just good point. Make you make a fucking dumb mistake. Like get you way too fucked up. But mm-hmm. a lot of well, the drinks taste funny. And there's actually literally I think there's a movie about these girls. It was like a slight documentary, I think. But they uh, was a group of girls that were dancers, exotic dancers, that figured out how to um, make more money. And they essentially would bring the guy uh, back and then like do lines of what he thought was blow. And they'd give him a fuck ton of ketamine while he was drunk. And then they'd steal all of his shit after he already just paid for dances and stuff. Damn. Big yeah. And they, I think it was called Glamour Girls or something, the movie about it. But it's fucking dope. It was like a group of these women that just figured out like, we'll fuck with these high rollers big time. Speaking of like, doing a fuck ton of ketamine accidentally, somebody just uh, shared a really funny uh, story on our Discord. So if you want to check out our Discord. Oh, true. Check <laughs> that out. was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. Check it out. I find it uh, on the link tree on our Instagram at drink it out of cups underscore podcast on Instagram and join our Discord. True. <laughs> to read that funny story that someone just shared. Anyway. Yeah. So is that science? That is. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want to like talk about fucking how I first even heard of Soma and my experience with it and stuff. And um, so I had a friend in high school that I used to hang out with a lot and uh, his uh, grandma was telling us about it and uh, she had gotten it prescribed for quitting alcohol because she was getting like, she was super addicted to alcohol and was getting like gnarly, like gnarly shakes every time she would like try to quit. And uh, so the doctors prescribed her Soma Apparently for that, um, I don't know how accurate all that is because it was just hearsay from her. Um, but apparently to help with the muscle spasms and to get over alcohol addiction, it's not super common, but it is used. And uh, so I guess they prescribed her Soma for that. And so, and like we said earlier, it's like a uh, kind of a short term uh, fix and for, stuff. For pain. But one thing is I do think that... So, Oh, uh, it's probably the fucking blanket. Hell yeah. <laughs> fucking 16 hours later. Wow. We we asked for that blanket. Yeah, literally like yesterday. 
<laughs> I was like, who the fuck cop knocking? Dude, I t- and we were talking about the hotel fucking doing I know. some sketchy <laughs> shit. And all of a sudden, we hear a knock on the door. Um, uh, anyway. I know, but after all the stuff that we had just talked about in the science, like alcohol is such a gnarly withdrawal and trying to get off alcohol. And it's hard to tell someone when they're getting off alcohol just like to titrate, cut down and yeah. get off alcohol, you know, wean down. So it's like if you could find something that's going to mitigate those withdrawal effects almost to the point where you're not going to die or have seizures, you know, uh, might as well do it. You know, I feel like yeah. Soma would be almost good for Yeah, I think it'd yeah. be nice because, and it probably depends on the severity of the alcoholism because alcohol uh, withdrawal is usually treated with Valium, right? I believe because it's the longest acting benzo, it lasts about 24 hours. Yeah, so you can go to bed yeah. and not be worried of dying in your sleep from a seizure. Um, so scary because that's yeah. the scary part about alcohol withdrawal is that it's the half life of alcohol is insane. So you could just fucking go to bed and then three hours later be on the floor wiggling out, right? Chewing on your tongue. Um, so, so fuck. that's what probably you know, in a way, this would be like a little bit safer because then the other part that sucks about once you go to rehab for alcohol and they give you benzos, then you also now have to wean off the benzos. Another scary drug to yeah. wean yes. off of. Yeah. I wonder with this, if if almost the doctor did their due diligence and told the grandma that and told them about benzodiazepines and that's maybe why, the option, they, maybe? Maybe that's why they use Soma instead. Yeah, that's the weird yeah. thing about physicians and prescribing doctors and stuff is that they, a lot of the times have, it comes down, I swear, to just straight up like, them being good people or not. Yeah. If they're going to be a pill pusher, yeah. that, that's a yeah. whole ass thing. Because a lot of it's just some of them just could give a fuck to learn about some of the drugs. I mean, listening to that Xanax documentary, again, to bring it up, it's crazy. But just listening to all those people say that, said, like physicians being like, yeah, when it first came out, when it was being pushed to us, <clears throat> we had no idea that it could cause seizures when you stopped. And we found all this out by just our patients. Yeah, it's fucked and up. And it was dude. one of the worst things that's so happened. people died. Oh, with yeah. No due diligence. Yeah. That's so fucked. Jesus. And when, in a way, that's what that was, was like human testing. Yeah. <laughs> that's so messed up. <laughs> right. But anyway, yeah, this stuff seems a little bit better. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, so she was going through crazy like alcohol withdrawals. Uh, the doctor prescribed this to her saying it might help she said it did help and uh she only used it for like remember how long the prescription was but i think it was like less than a month worth of prescription and i think she uh ended up taking it for like i think two weeks or something like that and stopped because she like didn't need it anymore she get off the booze yeah she's been fucking sober from booze for like fucking years now and this was like what that you know of true yeah i haven't seen her in eight years but uh when i did see her she was like oh yeah this like i've been sober for like i think she said like two or three years already so um that's awesome yeah so if that is all correct you know again this is all hearsay so who knows um but yeah so she ended up you know telling us about it and stuff and then uh we were doing some research and she had all these extra pills just laying around which i don't recommend taking pills from your parents uh i think just died <laughs> what? I think that GoPro just died. Oh. Uh, yeah, you should probably not take pills from elderly people that are trying to get clean off alcohol. Yeah. It's probably a fucked up move. Yeah. Well, no, she had already gotten clean. Yeah, the so whole, then, let's just pause until we... Well, I'll just put it on a little intermission thing. 
Anyway, we're back. Uh, oh, we're back. If you didn't know, GoPro batteries fucking suck. Also, we had to do one more clap. So let me see your mic. Anyway, uh, so clap fucking nuts. Yeah, so she, we ended up, you know, taking a couple from her, which is not a good thing. It's <laughs> fucked up. Don't do that. Um, but she was also already sober and didn't need them anymore. And they were just laying around for like a few years. So it's like not like we were like taking drugs that like she was like needing, but also at the same time, it's still fucked up. So I don't think it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I personally don't. I, I mean, stealing pills that like people need for sure is not good. But like if it's this shit that like it's laying around, it's not that big. That's of a how deal. I feel, yeah. But it's also like she may need those in the future if she started drinking again, you know? Yeah, but it's a prescription. So she could just get them again. That's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I That's guess the way so. I look at it. They they expire. Yeah, but who knows if she has fucking good medical insurance anymore. She might have had to pay for those out of pocket. Dude. Sure. When my grandma had cancer, she got all this morphine, liquid morphine to take home. And she was like taking it for a little bit and she didn't like how sick it was making her. And we made her these weed cookies that were literally like green. They had well over an ounce in like a dozen cookies. Yeah. Like the, uh, you eat a crumb off this thing is back when I smoked weed. It was, you're on the floor. Like, That's fucking crazy. And she had never smoked weed in her life. <laughs> she ate a whole ass oh cookie and just sat there and like laughed <laughs> and like was like, fuck the morphine. Like you all yeah. can have that. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. crazy. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, uh, so at one point, so we did some research. We were starting to research about it and figuring out that like, cause we, we were at the time we were into taking opiates a lot and different like drugs and benzos and shit. And just boys being boys. Yeah. Just boys being boys. <laughs> and so we were, uh, we were, we were just boys experimenting. <laughs> just a couple of fellas experimenting <laughs> with each other. You know? So we do some research, figure out that if you combine these with opiates that, you know, you get fucking super duper fucked up. Holy Trinity. Yeah, it Literally, that's like a lot of the Eerwood stuff I read is a lot of people say like the Holy Trinity is either uh, Soma mixed with Xanax or Soma mixed with opiates. Really? Uh, or Soma mixed with alcohol or like all three of those things together. And uh, Soma Coma. Yeah, literally Soma Coma. I want to find it. So almost, 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 Nice. Fuck, uh, I had a good one last night that I meant to say on the podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck. You'll think of it. Yeah, maybe, think hopefully. Um, anyway, so yeah, we uh, ended up taking... Uh, we brought two Soma to take back because uh, she lived out of town. And so we uh, went back and took these like two, like maybe two weeks later or something like that. Um, <clears throat> so we took uh, a, both one Soma, each one of the 350s, so like the white ones that are 350 milligram of the carisipitol. And uh, then we took 30 milligrams of hydro hydrocodone because a lot of people say if you mix it with like just a couple like Vicodin, a couple uh, of the uh, yellow Narcos, like or with like maybe like 10 milligrams of uh, codeine or oxy or whatever. Uh, it's like a nice like mixture. So we were like, all right, cool. Like 30 milligrams of hydrocodone in a Soma. Perfect. And what's interesting is that like we took the Soma and the hydrocodone at the same time. And you start to feel the hydrocodone come in, come on first, like the nice little opiate like buzz. Uh, feeling, nice little little, feeling, yeah, nice warm feeling, and it's weird. The soma almost kicks in like randomly at some point, like just super hard, because you go from being like the nice little warm feeling to just all of a sudden just like floored. <laughs> it's crazy, because like, dude, the mixture between the two, it's weird, because people like say they take soma by itself, and they're like, oh, I don't understand why people take these. Like, it's like not, it doesn't get me high or anything like that. But then people that like take it them both together, it's like holy fuck. Like, yeah. there's something about mixing 
opiates with it that just gets you fucking super fucked which so is again dangerous well, so i'll just say benzos and opiates are by far one of the most pleasurable experiences i can i feel what, like i've never tried that or, yes yeah yeah i've never but yeah it, it nods you more mm-hmm. yeah so it, it adds essentially the benzo acts as like kind of like how weed can for certain experiences yeah where it just amplifies that other drugs effects way more yeah like, you okay. know when you smoke when you're right. drinking yeah and you're drunk as fuck and then you smoke and then you're like oh so happened to me last night and then we were talking about ketamine and i fucking got a crazy acid flash rat dude, dude you just reminded me of that that was a weird was little trippy about that thing dude. that, that was fucking crazy i was wondering what was going on it was I, like, I know this is like absolutely terrible too i've never done the benzos and opiates but uh you do uh, you no, you don't do this because this is terribly dangerous. Yeah. But uh, just the mixture of being on a substantial amount of Vicodin and having one beer yeah. is like holy fuck! Like, yeah. It just changes the whole thing, and yes. it's incredibly dangerous. Is why is because you're like just you're depressing your fucking entire nervous system. I'll just tell you guys something. This sad story, right? It was the weekend of um, uh, whenever Allie cheated on me. I was just at home by myself. And in a way, it's crazy that I was by myself in this situation because, anyway, I was sitting at my desk and I had been doing a lot of kratom, um, like just a heavy dose in the day, to the point that I was like nodding a lot from it. I was also eating at a Zalam, benzo, and I got to a point where I was having all these cool auditory hallucinations and my nods of like thinking she was there. Yeah, and I'd get up and I'd talk to her for a little bit and then I'd, holy fuck, she's in bed, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. And I loved it. It was great. But there was a moment and it scared the living fuck out of me because I started to, I couldn't keep my eyes open and my head was like going down to to the desk. And I just had to be like, this is great. (laughs) Because there was no moving. Yeah. Like there there was no like being You did the perky dance off Kratom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But Kratom and Edizola. And that was the thing was that was heavily addicting. Because Kratom on its own wouldn't do that. No, not to that extent. No. And the thing is, is the only kratom deaths that we've ever seen are when people mix it with benzos. Mm, because that's yeah. the problem is the yeah. amplification when you have GABA drugs and then opioid drugs, when you take them together, it, the overdose risk is so much higher. And the thing is, is part of that, that's, that's what sucks is the experience is so much better. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why people do it. And that's why there's more deaths. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why fucking a lot of people do that with Soma. But mix. that's what's cool about Soma, I feel like, is it's probably safer. A little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, dude, I just got... Okay. So, I just want to describe the feeling of what the mixture is. Because a lot of people describe Soma, like, when you take a lot of it, it's, like, almost like an alcohol. Like, it's, like, very sedating. Like, when you feel like you're, like, super blackout drunk and you're, like, laying down and you're just, like almost like almost to the point where you have the spins, but you don't like, that's what I would say, like from my research and almost, and also how someone felt, that's kind of how it is. But also I can't really say like how someone feels by itself. Cause it didn't try by itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fucking crazy. So like a lot of the stuff that I read was like, like one person saying like double vision turning into triple vision. And that's like absolutely how it is. Like you guys have seen those like, cause in driver's ed, like they gave you, like, I don't know if you guys took driver's ed. I didn't. Okay, Mike, did you take driver's ed? No. Okay, well, anyway, in driver's ed, they gave you those. We had parents that cared about us enough to fucking put us in driver's <laughs> ed. Good point, my bad. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, so in driver's ed, they give you these uh, these goggles um, that like you put on to make to basically show you like what it looks like when you're like super blackout drunk. Yeah, I've seen them, just not yeah. in driver's ed. No, I was just you know really the drunk goggles. 
Yeah, and yeah, I've seen them plenty of times. <laughs> well, and so they basically make you put those on, so then like when you're like, they're like, oh, this is what it looks like when you're drunk and stuff. Like, don't fucking drive while you're drunk. But also when you put them on, it's like every time I've gotten drunk, it's never looked like this before. Like, really? it's like well, it's like crazy blurry. It's like you literally put them on, and like your vision is completely fucked. Like, literally, the thing that they did, they were like, put these on, and then we're gonna throw a tennis ball at you and try to catch it. And I you do you were that. Say like they're gonna put like a like an ugly fat chick. Or something. Jesus Christ! Like, and then they're like, going, "It's like that beer commercial." Yeah. Like Corona. <laughs> they, they put, they take the glasses off. You're like, "All right, three. You put them on. Seven. <laughs> uh, anyway, so fucking, um, and then they like throw a tennis ball to you, and you have to like throw it back to them, and like you can't fucking where they look like, and then you throw the tennis ball. It like is way off over here, which is like totally not accurate of how alcohol is for at least me. And yeah. when, even when I'm like fucking blackout, you, you also don't like getting shit drunk. But I have gotten shit. I used to all the time, dude. Mm-hmm. I not anymore, but like I used to get shit drunk all the fucking time. Well, and I think it's it comes down to sometimes a certain certain people just have better abilities with like motor coordination and stuff like that, and yeah. even, even slurring when they get absolutely incredibly fucked up, and then other people, it's like so much intense, you know, yeah. so much more intense. Yeah. So the thing about alcohol is it's very different for everybody. Um, well, I guess with most, most drugs are like that, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's the thing though with like when like the most fucked up I've ever been was from this combination was Soma and 30 milligrams of hydrocodone. It it fucking rocked me, dude. Like it, it was to the point because we were inside his house like taking these and like they lived in like a nice fucking house. They had like a guest house and stuff too. And like I got so fucked up that I was like, dude, we can't be in this house anymore. Like we have to go to the guest house. Like I'm fucking so fucked. Like dude, <laughs> literally seeing like double, triple vision, dude. Like my fucking vision was wonked. I couldn't walk straight. Like it was crazy. And so we uh, went out to the guest house and we're chilling. And uh, dude, it was crazy. Like just the fucking, it's like when you're blackout drunk, but without the nausea of like feeling like you're going to like throw up. And so it's like, you're like seeing like double, triple vision, but you're not like nauseous from it. Does Soma repress the nausea from opioids? I will see. The thing is it wasn't nausea from opioids. I was thinking like, cause you know, when you drink like a lot and you start to get the spins and then you get like nauseous from that and you're like, you're going to throw up or whatever. I don't That's, get nauseous from alcohol. I get dizzy. And I, okay. if I get dizzy, even on a spinning chair, I throw up. Yeah. But see, okay. So that's what I'm relating it to is like, you get all the same almost symptoms of like the fucking spins and like just your vision being all crazy, but it doesn't make you, but it doesn't make you nauseous. I feel like that's still nausea, Raven. Is it though? Cause I know like opiates make me nauseous. Like I'm ready. Like I need to throw up. Well, I would say they probably make you more queasy, not nauseous. No, queasy nausea is the same thing. That's a good point. (laughs) I guess I have a, a general misunderstanding of what nausea is. Yeah. I think nausea is sort of like a umbrella term. It's like syndrome. I mean, it's like a. It's, there's multiple things involved in feeling. You know when nauseous. you have a tummy ache and you have the flu, and you know when you have the flu and you need to puke. Yeah, it's different than that yeah. with alcohol. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, and weirdly enough, like you know the fuck it. I think opiates are the best way to describe nausea. Yes. Yeah. If you've never felt nausea. Yeah, because you, you know you're going to puke. There's no holding it back. Uh, yeah, I've it's like if you've ever been really sick with the flu and you're like, you feel it and you're like, holy fuck, I don't like yep, everything's moving up. up in your stomach and you are like, I gotta get to a bathroom. Oh, that's right. Like yesterday, I got nauseous just from not having a lot of stuff in my stomach. Yeah, you know? and then like getting that's high. The worst. Because I was like, there'd be a couple times where I'd get high and then I'd fucking 
walk out around with you guys and then I'd go to the bathroom again really fast because I thought I was going to puke. Oh, yeah. And then by the time I just walked it off and like breathed it out, I was fine. Nice. But that's the weirdest thing about things like opiates, like Kratom especially. Yeah, true. Is it just, there's no holding it back. Like if yeah. you did, you'd probably fucking choke. Well, that, yeah, I mean, I've been, dude, I used to take opiates all the time. It was the same way. Like, if you don't throw up, it's like, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. That's crazy. So that's what some people say is super addicting for them about some opiates is that when they shot it for the first time or smoked it or whatever, um, they didn't get nauseous. Hmm. Interesting. I that's know why. someone like that. Really? Because most people will deal with the nausea. Especially the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Family friend. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And he said, I mean, he essentially said that that was the worst part about it was that like he just didn't get the nasty effects from it. That I mean, he got sick, dope sick. But what's weird about opiates when you get the nausea, so alcohol, you get the nausea, you puke. There's some people who puke and rally and like puke and then they're like, all right, I'm good now. I used to be able to do that all the time. Very, like those people scare me. But it's like with alcohol, a lot of people, once you start puking, well, but there's different types of alcohol puking. When you're like blacked out and you start puking, it's like, okay, I'm puking for yeah, us. I, I have a very like easy or queasy stomach, we could say. Yeah. Um, easy queasy? Easy queasy. <laughs> Beautiful fucking Where, throw up girl. I'm like, it's weird. Even if I'm on blow all night and then I have like a beer too fast, the carbonation will make me just yak it up yeah. real yeah. fast. Interesting. Other people can just fucking drink all night long. But that type of puking, then you're like, you're good to keep going. Mm-hmm. But it's the blackout. Also, food that doesn't come out. Right. That yeah. Oh, interesting. But yeah. blackout, you'll puke all night because you're, well, I think that's alcohol poisoning. I think I've dealt with a lot of alcohol poisoning. Mm. I think my mom has too because that motherfucker has spent literally <laughs> like multiple times it happened. First was her wisdom tooth and she got herself fucking like blackout drunk or whatever to deal with it because she didn't have insurance um and i remember it was scary to me because i was like in fifth grade she spent like six hours in the bathroom just oh, i've been yakking there. it Damn. yeah and then the second time was when she went to les claypool's do a de twang sick um shots out <laughs> les schwab amphitheater she had like <laughs> six fucking stout pints <laughs> yeah. yeah that's enough to give someone alcohol poisoning especially yeah. the size of your mom yeah, and being a female, as we know, like yeah, and those are like nine percent mm. usually or something mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it's a good um, point. yeah, but with opioids, to bring it back, um, I, I'm just saying this because people mix soma with opioids a lot. The the nausea that you get with that, you puke once you're good. Like yeah, you're, then I, you feel great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, kind of like the MDMA nausea. I've never had it. Yeah, same. No. What? I've never had it. I've gotten like. To the point where I thought I might have thrown up, but like I've never thrown up. You, from don't, you just don't remember throwing up, dude. Kratom nausea is the worst. I puked off my wall that. one time and it was yeah. all green That's and it stayed should, in the wall. Well, it's funny. You it smelled say like that. oh, dude, the smell from kratom throw yep. up is the worst thing. All right, this episode's gone real. Yeah, we gotta gross. go. Dude, we gotta puke fucking continue. So anyway, so the I was uh, fucking super fucked up from soma and thirty milligrams of hydrocodone, and it was just crazy. Like because it's like. I ended up getting hungry at one point and I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to the house and get some stuff to make grilled cheeses. By the way, I don't know if you've ever had made a grilled cheese with fucking smoked salmon. No, but that sounds fucking amazing and now I want one. Dude, I learned... So during this time, I learned how to make triple decker grilled cheeses. Nice. Dude, so what you do... I'm going to explain this real quick. You just just add this an is, extra piece of bread. Yes, so you cook a regular <laughs> grilled cheese and then once you flip it the first time and you have that the brown Crush. side up, you put another layer of cheese on that and then another piece of bread on top. And then you fucking, you know, when the other one's cooked on the bottom, you flip it again onto that. And then you get a triple decker grilled cheese. And I used to make them all the time with like smoked salmon or like smoked tuna and stuff. So fucking good. And you know so during. Else? 
is uh, salmon omelets. Anyway. Also fire. Uh, so I was like, I really want, because they had a bunch of like smoked salmon that they just had gotten because uh, I think his dad went fishing or something. And uh, so I fucking made one of those. Uh, well, I wanted to make one of those. So I had to go back in the house to get bread and I was fucked up, dude. Like, <laughs> And so like fucking I go back to the house, take my shoes off so to try not to be like noisy grab and also like I like I, I do have to say at this point in the trip I or in the trip <laughs> at this point in the I don't think I was like as fucked up as I like ended up getting because when I walked into the house I was like fucked up but I wasn't like seeing double triple vision yet and shit and uh so but it, that's what's crazy about the Soma when it fucking rocks you it hits you so fast so I, I go into the house take my shoes off grab the bread literally enough time to grab bread butter and cheese <laughs> and the smoked salmon was in the guest house and I fucking grabbed all that, went to put my shoes back on, and I was so fucked up. I couldn't put my shoes back <laughs> on. I was literally standing there. I was just like, ugh. What time of year? Uh, just trying to fucking put my shoe back on. It took me fucking 10 minutes to get my shoe on. <laughs> what, time, what time of year was this? Um, that's a good question. I think if it was, was in the winter, you can't just fucking sock it. I back. think it was spring. Mm. Anyway, I don't remember. But it Sounds like Ketween. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just- Having trouble doing anything. Yeah, that's pretty much how it was. So I go out, fucking somehow, fucking end up making a grilled cheese. I'm so fucked up. I'm like then seeing double, triple vision, like dude, just crazy fucked up. And uh, but it's weird because you're still like functional too. Like even though like your like body is all wonked out and you like can't move and stuff, it's not like when you're like blackout drunk, like you just blackout, like you don't blackout from this. Like, well, I mean, you probably can, but like I've read stories of people that have, but it's weird because like you, like I didn't blackout and I was like still like remembered the whole thing pretty well and stuff. Um, but yeah, pretty interesting. I don't know. It's just again, still like the most fucked up I've ever been. A lot of people like it. They call it the Soma coma. <laughs> when you lay down, you get fucking wonked out. Um, I want to get in it. It's pretty <laughs> great, I don't like honestly. listening to this shit, man. Yeah, it is hard to fucking. Well, because it just makes it sound good and fun, but yeah. it's really not. It's really sad and depressing. No, Opiates and uh, like like muscle relaxers mixed with opiates and alcohol and barbiturates and yep. benzodiazepines. All this stuff is like though the reason it's sad is because it is nice. People enjoy it because it feels good, but yeah. the good feeling leads to addiction and addiction leads to yeah. ruining your it's life too. Good. Well, okay. Yeah. But shouts out Dr. Carl Hart because again, true. I do yes. want to say yes, yes. that like people like us and other people are out there in the world and have the ability to enjoy these experiences maybe a couple times a year and not get, hooked. But what we know about drugs too is that a lot of people hide the dark side of it, right? So yeah. even probably Carl Hart has maybe indulged too hard sometimes or let stuff get oh, messed yeah. up. There was a really interesting person who came on uh, Soft White Underbelly who is the functioning heroin addict, right? And he went on there to be like, some people can maintain a job and do heroin all the time. He's like, I do heroin every day and I have a job and blah, blah, blah and made it seem like rainbows and sunshine. Like I can keep my addiction and still live my life and not be on the street, right? Well, he made it sound great and glamorous, right? Like he was had everything correct. And then people in the comments were like, there's something missing here. Like, there's no way. And he yeah. ended up doing a round two where he was like, I feel bad because I glamorized it way more than it is. There are really dark sides. And let me explain. And explain that, yes, sometimes I have to borrow money from my parents and at like 30 years old for my heroin. And yeah, my job, like I shoot up at work sometimes because I can't wait and like Jesus. blah, blah, blah. And so it's like... Damn. I feel like even the responsible aspect, it's really hard to maintain that. So it's not advised. Anyone even try it. 
Yeah. No, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's fucking. I just wanted to mention my general person, uh, my personal experience with Soma. And, yeah. Uh, just talk about like why people use it recreationally because I see like why when you use it in the combo with like opiates, like it's fucking amazing. Like it is very cool or not very cool. <laughs> it's not cool. It's amazing. It's, not it's really cool. cool. It's fucking, it, it is a great feeling, but also like I wouldn't recommend people doing that because again, it's like too good. Like it's easy. To, it could easily get you addicted for sure. Um, but well, people don't get addicted to this stuff because it feels bad, right? So right. Anyway, uh, so fucking yeah. I mean, it's I it's used fucking. It's funny because on um people that needed it for like uh, muscle spasms and stuff like that, I looked it up on drugs dot com. Rated nine point four out of ten, <laughs> and that's for like medical use. Like people saying that it's like super help, like the most helpful muscle relaxer out of like any muscle relaxer or opiate or anything like that. Like they were saying like they've tried Valium, Percocet, like codeine, like all sorts of stuff. And then like to try to help with their muscles, like spasms and like pain and stuff. They were like Soma, hands down the best one. Well, that's one thing I've heard about pain management is a lot of people say muscle relaxers work better. Yeah. Than opioids. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting that a lot of people find it more helpful than like opiates and stuff. I knew someone that had like severe back pain and they tried the opioids, didn't help at all. Tried weed, that helped, but they couldn't like get weed all the time. So they couldn't mm. rely on that. And then they uh, just like, add, like ibuprofen, stuff like that helped, but it wasn't good long term or whatever. And then they tried muscle relaxers and they were like, oh, this like worked. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. That's so awesome. they are good uh, for you know actually using for their intended purpose, right. uh, along with. But you should be going to physical therapy if you're on something. Like Absolutely, this, and, and not also depend on it long term. Yeah, again, yeah, the this is a short term help mm-hmm. thing. It's not intended to be used for long term. Yeah. Uh, I also just want to read a couple just things from reports I read just to see what other people were doing. Um, one person said that soma made them have sex dreams more frequently. Interesting. So that's interesting. Um, I read a lot of, uh, quite a few actually people that said that like they get very horned up when uh, fucking using Soma. And so it's like this other person uh, reported taking 700 milligrams of uh, carisipidol and then uh, Soma. So, and then uh, 1.5 milligrams of mushrooms, milligrams, 1.5 grams of mushrooms and reported being extremely horny and tried (laughs) watching porn and was experiencing ED, which makes sense. Yeah, that muscle is too relaxed. I almost said electric electric dysfunction, (laughs) (laughs) erectile dysfunction. Um, So fucking big sad because he was he was like, dude, I just got horny. I just put in a porn. Like he like had a DVD of a porn, put it on, and was just like, this is awesome, but I can't fucking tugging rope. Yeah, dude, you don't want that muscle relaxed while you're. Mm, (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny that it's like fucking gets you so horned up you can't do anything about it. I feel like a lot of that comes from its GABA effect. Yeah, Yeah, true. Um, um, and it's relaxation. Yeah, yeah, but mostly the fact of like um, uh, disinhibition, mm. and with disinhibition comes sexy thoughts. <laughs> sexy thoughts. <laughs> That's part of it. I love sexy thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> you are a sexy thought. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> I was twerking earlier, dude. I know. Um, so uh, it's interesting. People mention sex-related thoughts with this because I didn't experience that at all. I didn't have a single fucking 
You're too too gone, dude. dude. You're too coma out. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Maybe. I was soma coma out, dude. I couldn't even think of the sexy thoughts. <laughs> so uh, another user reported taking soma while drinking. They took three 350 milligram somas and around six or seven beers, and they described their vision as double vision turning into triple vision, and they were fucked like up. A gram of fucking soma. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Fuck and that. and six or seven beers. You had they had. I'm surprised they didn't die. If that would have been with like Xanax, again, you definitely think, would have died, probably. Yeah, because the thing again, like it's just safer than benzos. Yeah. So pretty crazy. It's interesting how a lot of people like a lot of the Eroid reports and like stuff on Reddit is them just mixing with it with alcohol and stuff and using it recreationally for that. And otherwise, I'd say all the other reports are just people using it for its actual purpose of muscle relaxation. And they say it works good as fuck. So if you actually do have like muscle spasms or you have like issues with uh any that type of shit you know soma might be the answer for that if you have tried other opiates and other things that aren't helping and you've tried obviously like yoga and stuff um like i would say like soma would be good paired with like stretching and like yoga and stuff because it could loosen up your muscles to like binding uh yeah like it could just loosen up things to allow you to actually start doing physical therapy and stuff like that to yeah. uh you take a soma, just get put on a stretching rack, just fucking let them stretch you out. Oh, is that what you meant by that? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hopefully not. Why? Do you, think, do you think that's what the Mongolians were doing? The fucking... Oh, uh, God, dude. That's like... What is that guy's name? The dude who was like responsible for like 40% of like the population of the world? Genghis Khan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah dude. They were... He was Genghis probably, Khan. Jankim Khan, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the modern day... Uh, is it Nick Cannon? King... Oh, yeah, definitely. King K. Rule? <laughs> Nothing. Ginkgo biloba. Anyway, uh, that's fucking soma, guys. Uh, it's a it's a f- interesting drug. It seems like it could be very helpful for muscles. Yeah, and uh, could be fun recreationally. But let's go don't find do that. some. Oh God, no! Please don't. Maybe some fun abuse. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening to this week's Drinking Out of Cups podcast. Uh, yeah, once again, I want to uh, say that this episode may be better uh, visually. True. I don't know because there's a cool view in the background. Anyway, if you want to re-listen to it, you could subscribe to our Patreon. Also, I just remembered. You've had a headlamp on this entire time? Yep. <laughs> nice. I forgot, I forgot about, about that. that too. <laughs> I dare you to wear that tonight. And then when there's like a really, really like hot babe, just fucking... Yeah, spotlight. Like get her, like get her attention. <laughs> spotlighter. Just walk yeah. up to her and just like, literally. Let me put you in the spot. She'd honestly no, like some, probably some gr- think it's like cute. Some girl that just walks by and I'm just like, wow. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Need so, to shine some light on so, you. Are we still recording? Wow. Yes, yes, yes. So one of the things that I've realized here, which was kind of nice, was that. So in Portland, I don't really give like the look because I don't want to creep someone out. Yeah. But you're fine with creeping people out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys should have seen me last night, dude. And After down you there. fucking went back down? Yeah, dude. Oh, damn. I, you didn't hear this yet? No. I went and sat down next to like this 50-year-old lady, dude, because she was at the slot for a while. She's cute. She yeah. was like blonde. No fucking... Anyway. Slut, um, slut of the slot? Maybe not 50, but Sorry. you know, <laughs> around there. Um, And I just was like, hey, like, how's your night been <laughs> going kind of thing? And she looked at me. <laughs> Dude, really? She's like, I got a husband, and I was like, All right, have a good night. <laughs> like, she was not having it at all. It's so. But funny. it was also like five in the morning. Yeah, she was just playing slots by herself. She probably felt like I was being a creep. 
but which I was. The thing <laughs> that, <laughs> I was, was, was walking around was cool because there was a lot of like being able to give a gesture and get it back. But the thing mm. is about Vegas is most people are here for the degeneracy, the party, the yeah. looking to meet somebody, the exactly. like that that's the one thing is there's so many single people walking around. Well, I guess yeah, yeah one of the things that, that I'm mentioning is like I I can t- I think this sounds really fucking like weirdly like misogynistic, but there's a way that I can almost tell by the group and then the way that they're dressed that they are searching. Yeah. Well, dude, this is the new thing, the fucking pair, the the pair symbol. Have you guys heard about that? The new thing that singles are doing, like the uh, millennials, and <laughs> got me. The pair symbol? No, uh, the it's a, <laughs> so on Instagram, like it's the new thing that people are trying to do. Like if you're single, like put a pair, like a, a pair emoji in your like bio, or like also like if you're like out at a club or something, like put a pair, like a sticker pair or something on you to show that like you're single. Didn't I didn't see any pairs. The fuck? Everyone here is taken. Sorry, boys. Dude, yeah. Well, it hasn't I mean, caught on yet, dude. We just got to start wearing pairs, dude. Yeah, shout out all pairs, dude. Shout out the pairs. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to uh, go back and watch this podcast, you can go over to our Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash D-O-O-C. Shouts out everyone watching this right now. Um, Or you could just look up Drinking Out of Cups on Patreon. Yeah. Did I say it wrong? No, I think that's right. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could uh, check out our Instagram. It is uh, drinking out cups underscore podcast on Instagram, where you can find our link tree that links to all of our personal stuff. Where you could find Mike's music, you can find Ryan's music, and you can find my YouTube videos. Guess what? What? Ten thousand and four total views. Hit a landmark while recording. Did a lot. Two hundred ninety nine Spotify followers, dude. Dude, awesome. look at us, dude. Who would have thought? Who would have thunked it? Uh, who would have thunked a couple of fucking numbskulls talking about boners all the time? Speaking of boners, no. let's go to the pool. Dude. Yeah, God, no. <laughs> like, we can't make this episode so creepy. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, bye. Peace. See you next week. Everybody on the Patreon, thank you. You guys want to say thank you to the patrons? Thank you, everybody. Oh, by the way. Thank LSD. you and goodbye. LSD today. LSD today. THC today. Listen to the the high curbs. They're really good. Beep. There's nothing like listening to Drinking Out of Cups podcast. Nothing like it.